Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, Deepalm Paul, on Twitter at Deepalm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts for free 99. We're back. Schedule's good. Monday flagship show right here this Wednesday. You get your Wednesday something. The Wednesday something is being recorded later today for the magic of podcaster. You'll get it Wednesday morning. It's me. It's Susan. We're talking Mandalorian. We're talking Star Wars. We're going to touch on a little Jedi survivor because I have a problem and it can only be solved through being a god with a laser sword on the outer rim. Um, but first things first, we've got a, uh, a guest today. Before I introduce him, if you're in the Atlanta area and you want to come see me be funny on stage, Tuesday nights at Tin Roof Canteen, I do the open mics there. Um, We'd love to have people come out. If you think you're funny, please come tell jokes so I can tell you you're not funny to your face. But you can also hear me tell jokes, and that's 90% of the reason I'm having a kid so I can tell dad jokes on stage. Like, that crib took me three beers to build, and you have to laugh because I'm a father now. Uh, But I'm not a father yet. Right now I'm just still just, I would say, my top line item is I'm a subordinate to the editor-in-chief of here at the MTR Network. What up, Chris? What's up, man? I've just been out here, you know, poking bears and shit, you know, just just doing what I can. <laughs> I uh, we're gonna talk about Dylan Brooks. I don't know, I don't know if you you're surprised, but Dylan Brooks made the rundown. <laughs> I just, you know, just, you know, man, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, no, man, it's good to be back on. It's just one of those things where, you know, we never really talk about when I'm gonna come on UD Pod, but it's just it always feels like it's that time, right? And I think I feel like after watching, I mean. Ended up watching you know, the the first round of of, of the NBA uh, playoffs, and I know there was uh, the the draft, the NFL draft recently. I was just like, I feel like he's gonna hit me up soon about the. It just feels like it's that. For the time. record, we do not do prep for the show. He <laughs> has no idea the, what I'm gonna talk about or the order in which I'm going to talk about it. However, I'm staring at the rundown, Chris, and uh, you're not far off, brother. Right. I was just like, I'm like, I, I don't just. I just, I'm, just, I'm just getting this feeling. It was like, you know, you're talking about Jedi Survivor. It's like, I feel a disturbance in the Force. I feel like... That is a very that. accurate appraisal of what's happened. Another thing that gave me a great disturbance in the Force, Chris, last night was my 20-year high school reunion. Ooh, boy. 20 oh. years. Ooh. That's so long. Yeah, damn. Did you go? <laughs> I went. I went. Oh. Um, One of the guys who uh, I graduated with owns a couple restaurants in town and an event space who gave us the event space for, I gave, we paid. And we took the event space for a couple hours and it was. He was like, like, I'm going to, you know, if we're going to do this, I'll make some money off of these. Hey, look, man, if I had event space, this is what I would have been doing. Throwing my hat in the ring. Um, But yeah, it was, it was cool. It was wild. It's, um, I went to a very strange school and it's not, it's just a unique, it was a unique high school experience and being around the people again after 20 years it was kind of dope because you're like whatever your high school experience was know that it was framed through the lens of hormones emotions and nobody knowing what the fuck was going on <laughs> like i mean just good bad and different that's the lens through which you experience high school and like going back it was so fun i was talking to someone i'd known for years haven't seen him in years but we were joking about hey this is really kind of nice everyone got together and like it wasn't like dramatic it was just kind of everyone kind of catching being very polite and very interesting it was a fun low-key evening and i just offhandedly was like yeah because we know better now now we go and we badmouth everyone else in the car we don't do it in person anymore Right. And I was 100% kidding because in case any classmate found this podcast, had a great time. Good seeing you guys. Best years of my life. Um, it's not true. Um, but it, it was a good time and uh, I'm glad I did it. And I'm not hungover, which is nice. Um, that's, that's, it, also it, thing, that's also the thing that, how you know, I'm maturing, right? It's just like, I, <laughs> it's just, that's, that's it was cool. also like, it's also one of those situations where it's a situation where you kind of want to sit back and kind of just watch a lot of shit. Right. Well, you don't. You also don't want to be that person. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what happened? With, Do you know what happened with Daniel when he showed up? If I, yo, know, if if you didn't go and you hear about me, that's a problem. Right. That's a problem. And so I had to make sure that didn't happen. And if someone hears about me now, it'll be hopefully good. I have nothing bad. It'll be like, oh, Daniel's having a child. Maybe we yeah. should buy him something, which you should. Right. Um, yeah. but it was it was really it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I did it. Glad I went. Um, 
How are things on your end? Because we talked to them before. I wanted to ask, because you you did ask permission and used my old my late dog's name for your new pet. How is Thor doing? Thor is a handful. He's the greatest, but also the worst. <laughs> Every podcast is similar to his podcast. Tell right. the people what kind of dog it is. He is a, a Connie Corso. He is, uh, in two weeks, he'll be 11 months old. Um, he's great. He uh, he's probably at the, so at this point, cause I thought I bought the large scale. He's too big for that scale. So the last time he was weighed was about 110, 115. So he's probably <laughs> about 120 right now, maybe 125. Um, and for people who've never had a big dog, just, this is still a puppy in his head. Oh yeah. 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 So, so there's two things. One, he's in the, they, they mature so much, so much later. Right. So mm-hmm. he's now back into his second chew stage. So now he chews everything. So now what he's decided to chew on is the trees outside. So he's literally stripped the bark off of my trees outside. Yes. So right now, all of my trees pretty much from his head down are bare. Um, yes, I had to remove the the down, the plastic downspouts because he started chewing those. And because I had them attached to the downspout, I started being afraid that he was actually going to pull my downspouts down. So Which is totally on the table. He's, he's not allowed to he's not allowed to be outside by himself without watching like supervision um but also again big dogs right so you and i both had rottweilers so you know how they are they're big babies even though they look scary so everybody's afraid of them but they are the biggest babies in the world so right. he thinks he's a lap dog so he will literally try, like if i'm sitting on the floor he comes over like literally will just plop down on top of me and i'm like dude you're 120 pounds you can't do this right um once I lay on you, uh, my my girlfriend is is, is also he's probably weak. he might weigh more than my girlfriend Nikki at this point. Um, so I have to be careful with him because I'm like, hey, like you know, he leans on her, but it's like he can hurt her, right? So yeah, well, we're trying to I'm trying to work with him on, hey, you're 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 bigger than you think. You got to do this. Um, <laughs> but no, he's he's great. I I have this I have this whole other rant. We're gonna be doing some insanity checks. Later on this year, we'll, we'll make an announcement. I'm later so on sorry, year. y'all. He's announcing yeah. it now. Who it, knows what's gonna it, happen? Yeah, yeah. Who knows what's gonna happen? Um, but I, I have a whole rant on on smaller dogs, right? Because like with a big dog, you have to train them. You have to clean up after them. Smaller dog, people just let it go go wild. So he's actually really well trained. He's great on the leash and things like that. He gets excited though. We go to daycare once a week, and I know the daycare people think I'm not training him because as soon as he shows up the daycare and walks <laughs> the door and sees the people. All training goes out the window. He's running towards them, wants to play, and things like that. And why I'm can't like, you act right in public? Why can't, you, right? why can't you act like this in public? Come on, you know better than this. Things like that. But no, he's great. I, I Again, I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous about getting a, do- a bigger dog than a Rottweiler. Um, yeah. But I just remember, yeah. I, love, I love big dogs, right? It's just a big dog, just, it's just, they're they're so goofy. And, you know, everybody else thinks they're scared, but you look at them going like, you goofy motherfucker. You what? big idiot. <laughs> you big idiot. And they're smart as shit, but they're just yeah, big idiots. Yeah. yeah, big, clumsy, and things <laughs> like that. It's just doesn't know how big he is. His paws are fucking humongous. And so now, oh, so I'm getting the Instagram targeted like content. Like if you go to my yeah. for me page, it's babies uh-huh. interacting with dogs. And I'm like, oh, what God. the? Oh, that's it's babies and Rottweilers. I'm like. You're gonna make uh-huh. me spend money on a Rottweiler, but I'm trying to spend money on a child. Like, right, right. Well, and and you you know this too, right? It's it's this thing of like they're they're so big, they're so scary, but like to you, because you watch them grow up. Like when I got him, he he was undersized. When I got him, he was seven point <laughs> eight pounds. Wow. Seven point eight pounds, right? And so I've watched him grow up this entire. So while I know he's big. It doesn't really hit me how big he is until other people look at him going like, ooh, is, is he friendly? I'm like, what are you talking about? This puppy is of course. And I look at him and I'm like, actually, no, you're right. Like, Yo, T'Challa's a... like 60 pounds. Yeah. But he, I, when I, he was raised with Thor. Yeah. So to me, he's always going to be a little dog. Right. And it's not until they do something like he, he was, he was going to daycare and he, again, because he just loves the people at daycare. He jumped up and put his paws on her shoulder. I was like, oh, shit. He's fucking huge. Oh, <laughs> no. I was, like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm raising a fucking monster. Um, a, a true, real deal, no joke monster, Chris. I was like, no wonder people look at me and they cross the street when I'm walking him, no matter how calm he is. It's like, 
Oh yeah, he does look. I guess. Yeah, I can. Oh, he is scary. You just you don't see it. It's that thing because you're growing up. You're also you know we're bigger, right? And so yeah. you don't think of it until you see him with somebody. Like I'll see him next to Nikki, and I'm like, holy shit, dude, what the? That what dog's am, huge. What, what am I feeding you? <laughs> It's opposite of my favorite game when I was in college. When I was in college, a show called Entourage was very popular. Mm-hmm. And there's an actor who plays a character named E, Kevin Dillon. Kevin Dillon's tiny. If you ever watch Entourage, watch Kevin Dillon interact with, like, desks or doorknobs. It's very funny. It's the best way to watch the show. Yeah, it, it's great. It's just... Oh, man. So, he's great. So, again, Good. thank you and Susan for allowing me uh, to name Thor, it's it's a it's a fitting name for him too, because it just <laughs> yeah. truly. Because honestly, like it was so I, full disclosure, it came down to two names. I'm I'm glad I went with Thor. It was also gonna be Loki. So yeah. I'm like, either of them works because he's such a mischievous. Like <laughs> I came. So this is the last story. And I swear we're so You're on fine. Friday, no no it was Thursday. Thursday I came home from work and Nikki had I had. I think she had gotten either she worked from home or she had gotten home before me, right? And so I walk into the door and she's like, "I love you, babe." And I'm like, "What's what's going on?" She's like, and I could tell it's like that thing of like something's happened. Thor got in something. He broke. I thought he broke something in the house. I'm like, did he break a TV? Did yeah. he get into my movie room and, and eat a sock? Like, what did he do? <laughs> and what it was is then I look outside. I saw what it was. He had stripped the tree down even further uh, of his bark and uh, and dug a and dug a and then he dug, dug a, even a deeper hole next to the tree. And I was like, oh, okay, that's just this mischievous self. Like, she was like, literally what happened was she got home and she let him outside because he, he, so he doesn't go to the bathroom in the crate. She went upstairs to change her clothes and she came down. In that time, he had stripped another, like, all the bark around the tree and dug, like, a good six to eight inches into the ground next to the tree in that short amount of time. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. This is, he and at that point, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is what he does. It's like, you can't, yeah, I don't trust him. You can't trust him right now. He is. I know he gives he gonna give you the puppy dog eyes. He is a you puppy. Cannot, he's a puppy. You cannot trust him. If he's, it's, 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 I told her it's baby rules. If he's quiet, he's doing something. Like there's, <laughs> there's literally times when I can't, I, I let him outside and I can't see him and I'll just yell at Thor. What are you doing? Stop. <laughs> you just yell stop because you know you're missing something. Cut it out. I can't see you. I can't see you, but I know you're doing it. Stop. <laughs> I can't see you and I can't hear you. Something's going wrong. What if you just cut it out? Whatever it is, just cut it out. And that's how we're we run this house it. with this kid. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, uh, before we get even to the playoffs, before we get into the sports, it's been real interesting, the idea of balancing life and work and podcasts. And I know we kind of talked off air before this, kind of how we're going to like reschedule some things. I've gotten, for me, it's been helpful to get on the more consistent schedule with UD Pod. That way I've got like, and I think part of it is knowing that the kids tell me I need some sort of regimen in my life. And I've really embraced the stand-up thing, so I've got nights where I'm doing that. So I've got to make sure I've got time and space to do this, too. I'm really glad. I think that this twice a week schedule when you're sometimes Friday is going to be the, the way this thing goes forward, and I'm excited to do it. And uh, I'm really happy that uh, you're here doing it with me, buddy. But let's talk about it now. Let's talk about the playoffs. First things first, I told you all the Hawkers were fucking liars. I told everyone they were liars. And then Trey Young put that three in Boston's eye, and they tried to give me hope, Chris. They tried. <laughs> yeah, I ain't no yeah. idiot though, so I didn't fall yeah, for it. Yeah, but I, yeah. I wanted to believe Chris. Who I wanted to. Yeah, the Hawks are the Hawks are fools gold. Uh, yeah, mm. they give you that hope, and you're like, maybe they can do. And no, 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 they can't. No, no. Mm. I feel like I feel like, this, that, I feel like that's but, been them like three the last three years. Well, so three or two years ago, or three years ago, they made the conference finals. Yeah, they legitimately pushed the Bucks without the injury of Trey Young. We could be talking about NBA Finals. We could be talking about rings like we I, it was yeah. that serious yeah. um they went through the knicks they went through the sixers and they had the bucks in the ropes before Giannis went full Giannis. Mm-hmm. since then and it's been super interesting that like people are like oh trey's a coach killer they only call you a coach killer if you don't win rings yeah because like magic johnson got blood on his hands mm-hmm. michael jordan killed some coaches mm-hmm. lebron james it's a serial killer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, 
it's and for me i guess like even saying that you have to take that step back and be like oh that's what sports media is descended into no matter what he did he's gonna criticize if you jump teams to chase the ring you're kevin durant mm-hmm. if you stay and don't win and don't do anything about it you're damian lillard yeah and so people say oh trades the coach killer da, 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 da. well first things first i looked at the usage rates under quinn snyder in those uh playoff games in fourth quarters he was finding ways to get trey open when teams were queuing on him in key times. He scored 14 straight points in that game that they won in Boston. And so for me, I'm excited about the idea of Quinn Snyder saying, I'm not going to change you. I'm going to reallocate how you use what you are. Right. Because, yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that's an important distinction too is, when you have a star player, like you build the team around the star player, and you play, you build your plays, and you build everything around them. It's like you're not gonna come in and tell them to change. Like that doesn't make any sense. You can't, right? It just, it's not gonna work that way. And rarely are franchises gonna pick the coach over the star player. Right. Right. It just, come on, man. You gotta. And, but, but I also believe this. This is true. I, I'm dealing with this at work. I believe this is a. It's it's management, right? It's people management, right? When you have the star employee, when you have the star person, you don't come in and be like, "Well, no, you're gonna you're gonna follow my rules." Now you're gonna be like, "All right, cool. Let's sit down and figure out what the best way to how do you we all work together? Do. How do I, you know, get it to get what I need out of it too?" And we work together. You just got you got to do it that way. It can't be my way or the highway when you have a star. It, just, it, it will never work that way, right? It just it's, it just it's the gravity of talent. And I also think about the things like what happens when you get something, someone who's that eccentric. Like, I mean, come on, Dennis Rodman, right? Mm-hmm. Were you ever going to change a Dennis Rodman? No, but like, nigga, you want them 20, 20 rebounds a game, right? And so I know everyone, like, there, there's people who didn't who didn't live through this, and you hear all the stories, the apocryphal Dennis Rodman, XYZ in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis Rodman was on Monday Nitro during the playoffs. <laughs> That's all you need to know. He was in like three segments over like three hours with Hulk Hogan on Monday Nitro during his off day in the playoffs. I you and, and again, this is like I we we've heard of the Dennis Rodman talking about you know being the go between between Trump and 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 Kim Jong Un, right? Like that's not saying Dennis Rodman has somehow gone off the deep end. That's Dennis Rodman. Like nobody blinked when Dennis Rodman not said he was going to hear not one American. You're like, mm, that makes sense. Like, at that point in, in, in America, when everything was going fucking nuts, it was that one time ago, it was like, actually, you know what? That gives me hope. Nature's I hope it works out. <laughs> Go worm. Hey, at least at least we got some consistency here. Dennis Rodman? Still Dennis Rodman. Okay. Cool, at least right? he's doing something. What are you doing? Exactly, right? It's like, that was, that's, that, was, that was the guy you would also have in your starting lineup for the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just got to and at that far. Hey, listen, you got it. Hey, listen, but have you seen him rebound? Have you seen the defense he plays? That means a fucking freaking nature. We're gonna we're gonna make it fucking work. You just got to do it sometimes, man. It just it just what it is, right? You have to when you have some kind of natural talent like that, and if you want to have it, you got to work around it. You can't just and, it, and it's not always about just capitulate capitulating to them either, right? You got to also make them respect you, right? And so it's a it's a two way game here. Mm-hmm. It's very clear that there was no respect in that formal relationship there. So no. that's what you get. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I will say um, one thing. What we're talking about. What we're talking about playoff. So, I, and this is the thing that drives me crazy about this. I, I'm gonna. There's me putting my, putting down my prune juice for a second. Oh man. Yeah, we really got to stop having these games so fucking late, man. Like, well, nigga, a 10:30 start on a goddamn Tuesday. What so, are we doing this here? Speaks, so this <laughs> speaks. To, like I'm with you, and I there's not a caveat I could give to where I wouldn't agree. <laughs> but that I, I being said, this is what you get when you have the deepest league you've ever had. Yeah. yeah. When the Kings are appointment fucking television. Oh my God. Normally the first round in the West, I could coast. Mhm. Mhm. I had to watch the Clippers put up a fight with other two best players. Right. Because <laughs> Russell Westbrook. I don't tell you, man. Uh, he's powered on anger. He's powered on spite, and yeah. he's running white hot at all times. God bless him. 
entertaining as all hell, but man, oh man, that is that is a bad, 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 bad situation in LA. Yeah. Yeah. And did you see about Kawhi's sister? No. What about so? So this was something that came out like so he played game one, played game two, left the middle of game two. Before game three, he was late scratch. And it was also that I think the next day it was announced or revealed or brought made public. His sister just received a life imprisonment for the murder of an elderly woman. Oh, God damn. Which has got like, and like, if that was the reason he didn't play, I have been personally fine with, I'm like, that makes sense. Like he's going through some shit. Life takes precedent. But apparently they, they, they also revealed the test that his knees actually hurt again. And a lot of questions need to be like, Kawhi Leonard won a finals MVP in San Antonio. He won a finals MVP in Toronto. But since he left San Antonio, that knee's never been the same. Yeah. And you've got people who say, oh, it's load management. Da, da, da. First and foremost, the load management folks, the people who determine who play aren't the players, it's the training staff. The training staff who works for the teams. So why are we punishing players? Anyway. This knee thing is chronic, it's real, it's not going away, and it's one of those things where you watch games one and two, and you're like, man, Kawhi could be the best, one of the best players we've ever seen. And then the next three games when he doesn't play, you're like, well, here's where the conversation continues. Because without sounding cliche, I mean, by, by buying cliche, the best ability is availability. And homeboy's not out there. All right. What do they you say? Did you see the uh, the clip of the reporter asking Giannis if the Bucks season was a failure? Oh, I did, and that was a great answer. It was, and the thing is, like people were like, "That's not, it's a it's a the the sports is a is a binary experience. It's not. It can't be. Can't be. I was a Georgia fan for thirty five years. With if you want to use binary, a lot of failure. Only one team can win it. I loved his approach from a very human perspective, but you and I both know sports. They ain't gonna like that human shit. Yeah, no. I, I it, it was it was a it was a fantastic answer. Uh, it was a honest. Not was a fantastic answer. It's a mature answer, mm -hmm. right? It's like that's what you want. That's what, and, and I love the fact that he also turned it back on the reporter. It's like, yeah. So if you don't win an award, does that mean you're a failure? If you don't get the break, does that mean is that is like, ooh, he 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 turned back on that and was like, mm, my man's got a point there, right? And it wasn't like he was saying it out of anger too. I think that you know, it was one of those things that him saying it, I think, was also to try to you know, and I know it doesn't happen because because media is the way the media is these days, right? And I'm not saying that in a in a MAGO type way. It's just like yeah, you're just, yeah, you're just yeah, it's just it's just what it is, right? that you would think that that answer would have caused some introspection of how they interview people at their, at, at a down moment. Right. You know, right. maybe, you know, it's like when they, they, you know, it used to be like when Joe Rogan or, or, or anybody else who would take a, a mic in front of the person who just got knocked out. Right. It's like, <laughs> like, like, come on, man, what are you, what are we doing? Like give it a moment. Cause th that led to that, those moments of like, this is a, this is a really hard moment. Some folks give them, give them a minute to breathe. And we're just like, nah, 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 nah. Gonna answer. Right. It's Gotta like, get this here content, brother. Get the content out. And I'm like, well, we sometimes tend to forget that's a human being on the other side of it. Right. And, and Yana's answer of us saying, no, you don't always, you know, that was the goal. We didn't make it. You learn from me, you go to the next one. I'm like, that's a life lesson for anybody, for anything you do, not just sports, not just for a famous person, for anybody out there. I mean, that's something you should tell your kids, man. It's like, how do you how do you deal with failure? How do you deal with like you can't grow without failure, right? You have right. to fail at some point to learn from that lesson. When how do you learn if you everything's been given to you? Everything's a success, right? So it was a it was a fantastic answer. It's just one of those things of it's a fantastic answer. I feel like might have fallen on deaf ears. Yeah, right? it's and, an answer like, to an audience that doesn't want to hear it. Yeah, and so I, yeah, so I, I thought that was great. Thought it was great. Um, yeah. Uh, shout out to the Timberwolves for getting out of the way. I really appreciate that one. Um, they got in a fit. In case you miss it, they got in fistfights with each other on the bench before the playing game. They got rocked by the Lakers in the play-in. They, no one showed up except for the young man from Atlanta, Georgia, Anthony Edwards. I need to go to a Minnesota home game next year. I said I was doing it this year. It didn't happen. Life got in the way. I'm going to see him play in Minnesota next year. 
I, you know, it, this is, um, yeah, I, I gotta say, cause you just mentioned it. Like, I'm not gonna lie. This is my first year really paying attention to the plan and things like that. And I'm not gonna lie. The first time I watched it, I was like, oh man, that's some, some, this some bullshit. Right. And then, and then the heat heat and the Lakers Laker. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe, uh, let these motherfuckers cook. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can keep this shit going. Maybe, uh, you know, this is, I started seeing, I was like, this is actually introducing chaos. Pure chaos. You know what it is? Is something we talked about in college football. It's like, it introduces the college football level of chaos that happens. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I might be down for this. This is. We might have something here, kids. <laughs> we, might, we might have something here, guys. You mean to tell me that at some point we could get like an 11th seed team come in? And beat a number one seat? I mean, I know that didn't happen this time, but it's like, it's possible now? Oh, nigga. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance? Because, again, we because here's the thing about it, right? And we're seeing it in this first round of playoffs. It's all about matchups, mm-hmm. right? So you get the right matchup. It, you're, you're, it, it's that thing of, you know, God, numbers mean nothing, right? It, it, it means nothing. Styles make get, fights. Right. And so if you get, like, Again, the Lakers and Grizzlies, that's a bad matchup for the Grizzlies, right? This 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 Kings Warriors matchup, right, is fantastic because it's just so okay. It's like it's like oh so nobody nobody's gonna play. We're gonna talk about that in a second. There's no one more nervous today than Adam Silver. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> it's like I, he uh, made he made Nancy Kerrigan deer and Fox. Right. So we'll see. Well, I mean, again, there's so much, there's, there's so much going. On. Like, it's 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 so pure chaos in here. Mm-hmm. Like, Jimmy Butler is, I don't know who this man is. Like, are we are we sure there aren't body snatchers? Because this nigga, what what was that? What, what game was that? Was the game the game four, game five, where he put on like he had like 56, 56 yeah. and he made like 22 straight points? Yeah. And I'm like, nigga, if you don't, look, nigga, listen, listen, I am not a professional ball player. So I'm not going to try to sit there and say it's easy. I'm not going to try to say that Jimmy Butler couldn't score 22 points on me. But I'm going to tell you right now, after 15, well, then they could get tackled. We'll fight out if you fight. (laughs) Nigga, nigga, we fighting. I might lose the fight, but nigga, we fighting. You're not going to – what you're not going to do is drop. Hey, man. It was 22 straight points. You know what kills me? And I made this joke – on the the last week's bonus podcast talking about the draft of Jason Smith. Hey man, I've been a fan of a Coach Bud coach team. Mm-hmm. And Coach Bud came into Atlanta and got him 60 fucking wins out of the Hawks. They made a conference final, they played LeBron James and got fucking swept. Because Coach Bud doesn't believe in adjusting things. Not in games, not in series, not in systems. He comes from the uh, Spurs system. One of the best things about Popovich in that system, I'm about to get basketball nerdy, sorry, is that he was malleable enough to find, to adjust the pieces as they aged and presented. So there are series, there are runs in that San Antonio run where Tony Parker is the best player on the planet mm-hmm. because of how Pop was deploying it. Bud don't rock like that. Bud's like, here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do. The plan's going to work. Coach Bud, why wouldn't you double Jimmy Butler as he scored 22 straight goddamn points on you? Well, like, that wasn't picking, part of the plan. I'm, I'm picking him up. I'm picking, I'm picking that nigga up full court. That nigga go sits on the on on the bench. I'm sitting next you to sit him. Next to him. I'm like, next to him. No. He goes, this is, like, <laughs> go, look, what man, are you talking about? Coach Bud, and I'm telling you, look, you gotta remember, Coach Bud almost got fired the year the the Hawks almost made the finals. They almost cost Coach Bud that fucking job. Mm-hmm. Coach Bud almost lost to the Nets in the round before when all they had was Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant wore a smaller size shoe, they might be NBA champions. <laughs> and Coach Bud had been unemployed from that moment forward. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. in the Giannis failure press conference, we shouldn't call it that. That's It's going to be called that because we suck as people, but it shouldn't be called that. In that press conference, the end part is, I don't know why we didn't change our coverages on Jimmy. Because Giannis is up there, while injured, mind you, throwing up playoff triple-doubles. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Jimmy Butler 
is putting on Jordan cosplay and Jimmy lighting the entire Butler. city of Milwaukee on fire. Jimmy, Jimmy fucking Butler. When did we? When... Oh, oh, hold on. The the best. That's the second best piece of Jimmy Butler news. There's a clip going around from uh, Jeff Teague on a podcast this week where he describes the Jimmy Butler Minnesota moment. Do you remember when this happened? When he walked into practice and took over? I remember hearing about it. Oh, my God. It's my favorite Jimmy Butler story. I'm so glad you didn't know about it. So at least tell it to everyone on the podcast. If you don't know the story, buckle up. It's 100% true. <laughs> Jimmy Butler was beefing with the Minnesota front office because they valued Carl Anthony Towns more than they valued Jimmy. They were going to give him a bigger contract. Jimmy said that guy's soft. And part of the background is they didn't like each other personally. <laughs> and so Jimmy's doing the holdout thing. He's not coming to practice. They go through the first half of practice. They're all worked out. They're about to go live. Jimmy walks in in Jordan sweats and says, I'm playing. They're like, all right, Jimmy, run with the ones. He says, nah, give me them. And points to the D-League guys. Versus the ones in Minnesota. He ran the motherfuckers off the court. They're putting Carly Towns' seven-foot ass on him in the post and refusing to back down Jimmy. Which, by the way, for all you Carl Anthony Town fans, he's a great perimeter player. Cool. It doesn't matter if 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 being seven feet tall doesn't matter, then why are you seven feet tall? What's the point? Anyway, he beats their asses with the D League guys. Like Jesse was like, you understand, guys who weren't going to make the league were windowing on us. He said that they went in for water and came back and said we're going to run it back again, and Jimmy is already gone. They finish practice. They go to the locker room. And that's when famously Jimmy Buckets appeared on SportsCenter in a sit-down interview with Rachel Nichols, still in the Jordan sweats. <laughs> Said, they can't guard me. They need me more than I need them. All of them are sorry. And Jeff Teague was like, that's my boy Jimmy. He's like, wait a second, you're talking about me too. <laughs> Jimmy Buckets. Th and then he went to Philly. And they chose Ben Simmons over Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I've learned is Jimmy Butler's never told a lie. You know what I'm starting to think, though? I mean, we said it, but, like, it's got a Jordan-esque quality to it of... I hate it. Because there I is... Hate, because... Because... because it's a spite. He's, all right, he's so... operating off a spite. And I, I need it. everyone to know this is me abandoning any sense, semblance, idea of journalistic credibility. I'm just talking now. This is just talking. Jimmy Butt was born in Houston in 1989. He's never known his father. I need you to look side by side of these two men's faces. I'm just saying. I'm not saying there's no, I I'm just I, I am just, just asking, asking questions. Just what I'm just saying, hey, what did the DNA say? That's all I'm saying. You know, oh, you know what the, oh, this is a huge departure. McConaughey and uh, I, know, I saw that. I saw that. We might be related. And I was like, that's some that's some crazy shit right there. So it's McConaughey. Who's the other one? Oh, uh, was it um McConaughey and not Owen Wilson? No, was it, yeah, it is Owen Wilson. Was it? No, it's it, not. No. It's not Owen. Not Wilson. Owen Wilson. It's um McConaughey and um uh I know what you're talking. About. Oh fuck. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. That's what it is. Yeah. Please Google those two names, y'all, because apparently someone's daddy was up and about, and McConaughey doesn't want to take the test because he's like, it's for you, Woody, it's no loss. But for me, it's you're challenging 52 years of me thinking my father's not my father. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, y'all. I, I, I would never thought about it. And then they mention it, and I look at the two of them, I'm going like. Oh. Dog, they've taken each other's places in family photos, and no one noticed. <laughs> That's what I was like, let's ask some more questions. Because the bottom of this shit here. Because now, you know what's happened now? Now, because of the magic of Jimmy Butler, we're given a 1990s vintage Heat Nick series. Kicks off at 1.30 today. Yeah. 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 I, I want to say this right now. Fuck the Knicks. <laughs> Fuck their fan base. Fuck MSG. I hope Pat Riley salts the Fucking earth with you people. I can't. Chris, there's one thing I can't have is the Knicks prospering. 
Those fans. I, I just want the Knicks to go down just so Stephen A. Smith can also be fat again. Bing bong? Give, I hate give, bing give, bong. I hate give, it. Give him give give I, I like the fact that they won in the first round. Give give Stephen A that hope. So we can snatch it away from him. Snatch that son bitch away. So Jimmy. Baby Jordan. <laughs> see what you got to work. <laughs> Jordan dropped double nickel in the garden. Hey, hey, listen. Let's see if our Yeah, so Oh man, so yeah, I still can't believe they. Uh, I can't believe and, that, and that was a gentleman sweep too. That was a four-one sweep, right? Wasn't it? That was a gentleman sweep. Oh goodness gracious, like that, a one, a one and an eight. And I understand that Giannis was hurt, but still, when you're when you're a one seed, and two years and, removed from a title, whew, that's a, that's tough, man. That's tough. That's All tough. Right, enough about the East. Um, let's go west. Let's start. In a little town called Memphis, Tennessee. Let me tell you about a player who once upon a time played in the NBA. His name was Dylan Brooks. Now, I know what you're thinking. Deepon, Dylan Brooks was just on the roster. Well, my friends, Dylan Brooks is an unrestricted free agent. Dylan Brooks put up the dreaded zero burger across this series. And if you take into account the fact that he, <clears throat> I believe the phrase is poked the bear. Well, Dylan's going to – Dylan better enjoy Taiwan. Here's the crazy thing. It's, I mean, he it, LeBron dropped that 20-22 game, but he wasn't even, like, super dropping points like that. He wasn't even, like, su- supreme killing it like there. And that's the thing that I think should scare everybody against the Lakers right now. It's like – because I, 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 I really haven't been paying attention to the Lakers, right? Could you hear all the cra- – one is L.A., right? So you hear yeah, all the crazy it's, it's a big, yeah, yeah. like that, right? But what got me about this, what it, it took for me seeing that this Memphis game was like, oh no, LeBron's good in LA. They love this man because the rest of that team was basically like, nah, 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 it's okay, Bron. We got your light work. We'll take care of it from here. Chris, I'm trying to explain something. This nigga's been here 20 years. The niggas on this team grew up watching him. Right. <laughs> They're playing with their hero. Right, and that's like, what it, that's, yes. You insulted LeBron, he reached for the sword. They're like, no, King, we got you. Allow your knights. And I'm like, this is a new level of fealty and loyalty that we have never had. Like, even Jordan at his peak, you had the, I should be getting paid more. Da, 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 da. This is straight up, what does LeBron need for me today? D'Angelo Russell dropped 31 fucking D'Angelo points. Russell. <laughs> hey, man, I've watched series where D'Angelo Russell has dropped up 31 points. <laughs> what? Hey, man. They blew him up with 40 goddamn points. This nigga got run out of L.A. for for uh, for, for, for snitching up for dry snitching. He worked his way back, and here we are. Like, That's a success story. Like, I just, like, and, and I'm sorry, like, white chocolate? Uh, uh, Austin Reeves? Who the fuck is this white boy? Hey, man. Like, I'm watching, I'm watching this motherfucker. Like, I'm like, wait, who, what did LeBron say to this white boy to give him this much swagger? Coming to, he looks like somebody who should be doing my goddamn taxes. He's over here. He doing great, him. too. He's giving niggas He's him, nigga. I'm looking at the Memphis going like, all right, all right. It's one thing for LeBron to do it to you. For all right, I'll give you DeAndre Russell. You know the brow, okay, cool. And, Makes and sense. in the every other game, Anthony Davis program. Yeah, yeah. Every other, you know, you know, load management. I'll, I'll take it there, right, right. But Austin Reeves is giving you buckets, like to the point of, like the way this nigga drives to the basket, like he don't give a shit. I've never seen wait. I've never seen a white boy drive like that. Who's not like already like seventh? No, he's a wing. He's a, why does he have that much swag? And I'm like, oh, LeBron program. Like this team is bought into LeBron. Like I don't know how far they're gonna go. They might not. They might be out next. But like they bought into the LeBron program, and I think that Memphis, if they had said nothing, I actually think they probably would have won. But literally, it motivated the like that game, that game three when they were in L.A. And the crowd was going in on Dylan Brooks. You could tell they took his heart. It wasn't even the team. It was the crowd that took Dylan Brooks out. 
I was like, this is, free, this is free game to anyone who ever wants to be the bad guy in any situation. You can work heel at work. Like, there's a way to work heel anywhere you want to work heel. Be careful what you ask. One for, thing though. you can't do is quit. Yo, yo, you can't waver on it. If you're gonna be heel, you got yo commit. Spray paint commit. the title belt, baby. You got to go full fucking heel because if this this wishy washy, oh, the media made me a villain, nigga. You said you wanted to poke the bear. You say you didn't give a fuck. You you say you're not respecting him until he draws forty on you. What about losing the deciding game by forty? You respect him now, Dylan. Right, right. So so I didn't even think about that. So so first it was forty, right? So then it was like, well, you didn't say it had to be twenty. It could be twenty points and twenty two rebounds, right? How and would then, you like your forty? How would you like your forty? How about the how about for the for the deciding game for your season we we beat you by forty like. How would you like that 40 done, Mr. Brooks? Would you, like it, would you like it? Would you like it over easy? Well done? Medium rare? How would you like how would Benedict you, how would 40. You cook today? How would it be cooked? Right? 40 Benedict. Nigga, what? Oh, and for those who don't know, D'Angelo Russell, indeed, I believe it was his first hit with the Lakers. He got drafted by them in, gosh, 2000s. Oh, man, years ago now. But. So, D'Angelo Russell was a rookie of the Lakers and got busted filming Nick Young, Swaggy P, talking about cheating on his girl. The video got public, and that's wow. how D'Angelo Russell first got traded from the Lakers. Now he's dropping 31 in a playoff game. <laughs> so, will you just follow me here. If I'm Adam Silver, and I've got an aging superstar who still commands most of the gravity, if not in the league, but they're from league partners. And I watched this team execute a fantastic trade, a, fa- a, a, a career, a life-altering trade for this franchise. Their work at the trade deadline, they tapped, tipped the cap to them because they found a combination that worked there, one of the pieces that didn't. But if I had to set this team up in the first round, and the, they're going to be the seventh seed. I need some way to not only get interest, but to get people across America to cheer for LeBron James. Could you have built, could you have programmed a better foil than these annoying ass Grizzlies? Then then John Morant pulling his gun on a child, then Dylan Brooks poking the bear, and then by Steven Adams simply being too hurt to play. Like it was the perfect storm for two seven. And I God bless you, Adam Silver. Yeah. Yeah. That that programming. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Every time. It works every time. Uh, after this today, Game 7, Kings Warriors, by the time this is released, it will be decided. Let me just say this shit right here. I remember there was a time in my life when I didn't want to light the beam. And I, I weep for that man. Because now that I've known the beam, I've only known peace. <laughs> light the beam. Yeah. I, I, I think the Kings, Kings take it. Um, it's been an event. It's probably, probably one of the more entertaining series. That's mm. happened. It's just it happens too late at night sometimes. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say this: I'm I I don't I I think the Kings win it. I will say this about the Warriors: for all the things that went wrong this Warrior season, man, if if this team pretty much stays together, that's still a dangerous fucking team. So like, so here we are. So this, scary I've been team. killing this team for the last three years, and I've been wrong as shit. I've been like the doors closed. Title doors closed. Title. Well, maybe I should have up title. I'll say this. The Draymond's gone. Yeah. It's over. There's a player option he won't he won't opt into, and no one will pay him in the open market. This is why he started the podcast two years ago, so he could transition beautifully into being a, a media member. This is the reason why he came off the bench that first game after the suspension. He said, right. Kevin Lewis is playing better than me. It's what um David Lee did for me in our first run in 2014. So I'm gonna do it for him. He's setting himself up as not just the martyr to, to to light the torch for the next round of blah, blah, blah. He set himself up for the, the media career that comes with that. And I, for one, if I wasn't, if it wasn't so transparent, I'd be more annoyed by it. Yeah. But I'll say this. They ran into the wrongest team to play because the Kings have Mike Brown. Mike Brown was the lead assistant since 2014 in Golden State. If there's anyone who knows how to play this Golden State team, it's going to be Mike Brown. And still, no matter who wins, you're going to have a serious problem on the other side because neither one of these teams have any interior presence. The Lakers' primary defenders defense has gotten better, and Anthony Davis might just feast on insert big man substitute here. 
Yeah, I the bonus uh, will I, score yeah. for you. He can't stop Anthony Davis. No. Uh, yeah. The yeah. As long as Anthony Davis stays healthy, I actually which is a I'm big like, right. It's There's a big, big if, big if, big if there. But um, yeah, the Lakers actually might have a, have a chance here. Um, but again. With Golden State, the way I look at Golden, I'm, I'm with you. Like, um, Draymond's got to be gone. Like, it's it, it it sort of, you know, he's always been kind of annoying and over the top. And then that shit would pull the earlier this. Yo, season. he ruined Jordan Poole's season. Jordan Poole then had a bad, like, Jordan Poole's having a bad year. Right, right. And I think that's, I, I blame, I blame Draymond. I, so Me too. I will, I will say this though. All that said, you know, if this team stays mostly together without Draymond and they bring in some other pieces. That's still a scary team because even with this, right? They're still a game seven right now with the Kings. I, I think <laughs> I think that it's easy to underestimate how important Draymond is to that defense. So I and, I and that's why I said you got to bring a piece in for defensively because that's the one thing that uh, there's there's two things you need somebody who can bring a, de- a defensive presence like Draymond who's also you need you need the attitude that Draymond brings without the fucking baggage and I don't know. How you find that person? Like, I wouldn't have a problem with Draymond if it wasn't the extra shit he does. Like, the extra stepping on Sabonis. Like, I get it. It was a retaliation. It's <laughs> like, nigga, why do you? He's that dude that goes, why would you go too far? Right? It's like, but but I'm with you, right? It, it's we talked about this earlier with Rodman. Like, you need that nigga on the team, right? That mm-hmm. nigga who's like, oh, they gotta you gotta keep him in, you gotta keep him in chains. But I think that they're past with Draymond now, so they still need somebody like that. I will say, I'm very impressed with. With Wiggins coming back with all the shit he does, yeah. he's still doing twenty a game. So that's why I'm like, if they can, if they can find a there's way, probably, to, there's, there's a path forward. forward. You're right, you're not wrong. But the thing yeah, is, also the, quietly, Steph's thirty five. I know, but he's still dropping. He's still dropping. But I'm just saying, like, 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 like yeah. when you're when you're the little guy, you don't age gracefully. Yeah. So it drops off drop a cliff one day. Yeah. So that's gonna be the interesting thing to see. I mean, look at you know, Chris Paul. So I mean, it happens, right? Yeah. Ooh, the the fall for Chris Paul has been. Well, I'm like, why is the nigga still in the starting lineup? Why is this nigga trying to trying to stick um Jamal Murray? Yeah. Like, can we just? And I, I, here's the thing. Again, I'm now back to feeling bad for Durant because I'm just like, nigga, you can't do everything. You need Superman. You need to, nigga, nigga, you're no, not Superman. No, no, Devin Booker's <laughs> right. No, I refuse. Devin oh, no, Booker's right. Devin Booker's right. Devin Booker's right. Absolutely not. You're right. You're right. I feel I will not weep for Kevin Durant. Not this year. If he tears oh, some yeah. shit, maybe. But like, oh, you've got DeAndre Ayton, who probably a max center. You've got the bones of Chris you know Paul, you're, and you've got you're right. Ke- uh, uh, Devin Booker. Uh, you're you know right. You're right. You know what it is. I'm I'm my my feeling that is just how badly Chris Paul plays. I I think they need you need another point guard. I understand why really cool they bring in Kyrie next year. Nigga, that uh, that video. Yo, when that nigga showed up, I just Kyrie. The handout is Kyrie. Like, I'm sorry. We do have the, we do have the, we do. We're all over the place, but we do have to mention this. Like, damn, Mavs, you was a contender. I remember. Someone someone called someone called Luca double chin Russell Westbrook, and I haven't looked at the same since. I remember when Luca dropped sixty on the Knicks. Now the Knicks are in the playoffs. Y'all didn't even make it. The fuck are we doing here, man? No, not didn't make it. You didn't try to make it. Didn't even try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pun of the season. And I'm like, y'all think that y'all really think that Kyrie is the answer? Why we all bring? Everybody said it like double chin Russell Westbrook is what they called Luca, and I've never looked at in the same sense. Oh God. Um, that's basketball. We got games this afternoon. We're gonna watch them before we get out of here. I do want to talk about the NFL draft. It is an HR meeting that could be an email, but guess what? It's over. So now it's basically an email. Look at the list in front of me. Uh, Chris. <laughs> the Philadelphia Dogs. Oh, that's literally what's written on the page. <laughs> I can even notice. Literally what's written on the page. It's like I, I'm just like I heard. I heard. I, I didn't even watch the draft, but I heard. I was like, huh. So Philly decided that they just wanted to. Make an already tough defense even t- okay okay great. Why That's not? Great. Why they were like we're not gonna let that nigga we're not gonna let that nigga like my home score us again. We're not gonna what we not gonna do. <laughs> why'd your why'd you draft with these Georgia players? Any non stupid questions? 
Right. <laughs> any, any smart ones. Because we record we drafted a bunch last year and all those motherfuckers seem to have worked out for us. So Right, 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 right. Hey, right, right. this is my favorite stat for the last three drafts. For the last three drafts, the Georgia Bulldogs have been a first rounder at every defensive position, Chris. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and now how many of them are Eagles? <laughs> When, when they got Jalen Carter and then moved up and got Nolan, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> You're all fucked up. Right. I'm just like, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Philly got a taste. Uh, yeah, Philly is going to be, um, yeah, that's going to be a gonna be a fun. Uh, like I said, that defense last year was like, I remember watching the first couple. I was like, I think the, I think the Philly defense is actually kind of good. It was like, I'm watching them play. I was like, <laughs> and then you pointed out that, yeah, they got some Georgia Bulldogs. And I was like, huh, huh. Be funny if they uh, got some of them from this year too, and then they went and did that shit too. In the last two years, the Philadelphia the Philadelphia Bulldogs it consists of DB Keely Ringo, uh, defensive end Nolan Smith, Jalen Carter, Nicobe Dean, Jordan Davis, and running back DeAndre Swift. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe I might be an Eagles fan. <laughs> right, you just you know, I just uh, the quarterback I mean, listens to Aretha Franklin. Like, <laughs> hey. Oh, we will talk about the uh, changing tides in the uh, quarterback rooms. But before we do, I want to talk about one quarterback in particular, Lamar Jackson. I love the break. Got his motherfucking money. Yes. Um, got his money with his mom yes. as his agent. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah. Um, now, I'm looking at the Baltimore Ravens. Can you guys get him somebody to throw to? And can we get him Yo, some... so that's the thing. They got, um, however you feel about Odell Beckham, they got Odell Beckham. Oh, I forgot they got OD. Oh, that's actually going to be. I forgot. They drafted about... old buddy in the first round. Like they drafted a receiver yeah. in the first round. Like he. This is the year where it's going to go from get him some sell, get him some tools. So what you got, nigga? Like this is going right. to be the show yeah. through. Yeah. Now, now it's going to be you got you got now you can't say that you you don't have the targets because mm-hmm. that's what's been a question. You know, with with old with ODB oh, OD. That's funny too. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, Odell, you know, and, and and some other some solid receivers. Okay, all right. Now you gotta, now you gotta prove it. And we know he can because there was that. What was it, the first or second game of the season last year? We had five fucking touchdowns. Oh, my man's not like it's not a question about that. My man is the nicer than nice. Right. I'll say so, this though. Um. I do like that he backed off the guaranteed money, which all this is really proven is the Browns are fucking idiots. They're idiots. Because if he wasn't going to get the guarantee, guess who else is going to get the guarantees? Uh, Joe Burrow. The Joe Burrow signing is going to be the one to watch next because, mm-hmm. yes, it, it, it is a, a, a very talented, very exciting, very powerful quarterback. He's also throwing to T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. And while most of us are saying, oh, I could never throw an NFL touchdown pass, Give me a second. Like, give me, give me a, a give me a good three step drop and Jamar Chase in single coverage. We'll see what happens. Right. Hey, hey, I got at least a fifty fifty chance. Right? Shit, I'll take sixty forty. Right. Please, like, it's Jamar Chase, baby. I'm throwing it up and over. And guess what? We're gonna see what good. happens. Which, right. hey, I'm not mad at Joe Burrow. Use whatever you can to get your money. But when people, when the conversation starts and people start saying things like, "I think he's better than Lamar." I want you to one, slap that man in the face, and two, say, look at who's throwing the fucking ball to. So because, right. like you said, we're in that place now with Lamar. Hey man, we got you some quarter, we got you some receivers, baby. Speaking of receivers, Will Levis, quarterback from Kentucky, he went to the green room on uh, on Thursday night. And again, y'all know how I feel about the fucking draft. It should be a meeting. Shout out to everyone who doesn't go when they're invited. Joe Thomas was the third overall pick when his year. You know where he was? Fishing with his daddy. Because he knew he was going to get drafted. It didn't matter where they still like, where it was. I couldn't be prouder of it. Linemen, too, because they're smart. Will Levis, was quarterback from Kentucky, was used as a uh, <clears throat> whitewashing scheme to blind everyone who was actually happening at the top of the draft. He slid all the way down, and it was a very sad day in his green room. I'll say this. No one said he should have tried to have been a receiver or a DB, did they? Hmm. Five years ago, Lamar... Was there with his mom, head in his hand in the green room. And they questioned his value as a quarterback. Well, now that motherfucker is the highest paid quarterback, highest paid player in the history of the NFL. Supplanting uh, Jalen Hurts, who kept that position right before this. And this is what I want to talk about real, real, before we get out of here. Chris, 
Welcome to the quarter black era. I know. Highest paid quarterbacks, term of guaranteed money on the planet right now. The first one's that fucking rapist of Sean Watson because the Browns, again, are idiots. Fucking idiots. Number two, Lamar Jackson. Number three, Jalen Hurts. Number four, Russell Wilson. Number five, Kyler Murray, which means Pat's coming too. I'm about to say, I was I like, whoa. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm, I'm hearing the names going like, wait, Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> oh, nigga, say. when that nigga gets paid. Oh. So, so when that nigga gets paid, we might we might default as a nation because, nigga, you got to pay him. But right? you know what this means, Chris? Here comes some rule changes. Oh, of course. Right. right. Because. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. If, if you don't know why I'm saying this. Look at how they covered Lamar Jackson's contract negotiations, and look how they covered how much money Daniel Jones got in the Giants. I'll wait. Go Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this league historically is built on the blue chip brand of the white quarterback, but quiet is kept. Post Drew Brees, post Tom Brady, post Ben Roethlisberger, the next era has been awfully dark, if you will. And they've been very eager to tell us that old buddy in Buffalo is that real deal. And I'm not here to denigrate Josh Allen. I, to this day, I was right. He just did something that had never been done in the history of football, and he improved at a rate that no one had ever seen before. I, I was right because that shouldn't have happened. It also helped that he got Stephon Diggs. Because what you saw in those top five paid is not the thing that should be scaring the establishment of the NFL, the idea of what the NFL quarterback could be, is the fact that for the first time in NFL history, there were three black quarterbacks taking the top five picks. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Carolina, Houston, and Indianapolis, respectively. And I spoke a lot last podcast about how I feel about Anthony Richardson. He's a gator, so I don't like him. But he's also a raw, raw, raw talent, raw prospect, and I thought he should go somewhere where he could sit for a year, where they wouldn't even give him a helmet for a year to really work out some of the kinks of his development. That's not going to happen in Indianapolis. No. Um, the other thing that's happened is the AFC's gotten crazy good at quarterback. And Chris, um, it's very funny to me that this has happened. But do you know who owns the Jets? No, who owns the Jets? Woody Johnson of Johnson & Johnson fame. Johnson & Johnson is a provider of vaccines world over. Who's their new quarterback? <laughs> Mr. Darkness himself. Mr. He's just, doing his own research, Chris. Just, I'm doing my own research. Oh, man. Uh, that's going to be fun. Sometimes uh, the jokes write themselves, kids. Yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be fun. It's, uh, uh, How's the quarterback? Like, honestly, like... I wish people, and there's going to be people who undercut this or say, well, why bring up race? Or it's just mundane. They're just the talents winning over. No. This is a position for years said that black people weren't smart enough to do the job. Yeah. And then well, even years, this, even, even think about how they covered, how they covered Lamar, Lamar asking for money. And even they, the way they even covered that and the fact that his agent was his mom and things mm-hmm. like that. Everything was questioned about and, and made it seem like like he was he was in the wrong and then now everybody's kind of quiet because not he only did he money. get paid but it, it he got paid like nobody else got paid off of that yeah but and, and the, other, the other thing for me is once you bypass that they're not smart to do it then it says well their skill set doesn't fit what we're asking them to do it's why people like michael vick um cordell stewart don mcnapp are so poorly used in their careers because they said, oh, you can throw, but you also like to run. Doing something extra is wrong, which if you can do, if you're listening at home, it's as crazy as it fucking sounded then, but that's how ingrained and how intertwined the NFL is with their media partners. They're able to get that idea out there that this guy does something else. That's a bad thing. And then enough ex-players got positions of power or coach became coaches and said well you know what the hardest thing for me to guard was a quarterback could do who could do both and then it became accepted but it didn't become celebrated until josh allen did it josh allen who runs more than lamar jackson josh allen whose injuries in the open field are more than lamar jackson lamar jackson's injuries have come when he stayed in the pocket 
But we got three black quarterbacks in the first five picks of the NFL draft, which means, as I said before, someone's about to change some sort of rule. But until they do, welcome to the quarter black era. Somewhere Doug Williams is smiling and toasting to this new generation of young men carrying on his legacy, and I couldn't be happier to see it. Chris, thank you for coming on, man. Will you tell the listeners where they can find all of our good workers outside of the sports nonsense? Yeah, uh, mtrnetwork.net. Like I said, we're, we're making some stages, putting some schedules together. So uh, we're finishing the Flash on Super Tuesday recap. Uh, we're going to take a month off, and then starting in July, we're going to end Super Tuesday recap where we began. We, Deepom and I, are going to go through Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, that's going to be fun. We're going to go through the end of the year. Uh, and then over on the Character Corner podcast, we are going to wrap up a Josh Wilson's Flash and then head over to wrap up the Into the Hickman verse and talk about X-Men and Jonathan Hickman because Jonathan Hickman has more crazy things coming to the Marvel Universe and we cannot wait. So that's going to be fun. So, um, yeah. That's awesome. Wait. Thanks, man. Um, also, make sure you guys check out the Character Corner feed. We'll be doing the Saturday morning comics starting this coming Saturday where I'm going to be going over the books I read that week. Um, just something so I can do just to get me more reps in front of the microphone. Again, uh, if you enjoy stand-up comedy, come uh, follow me on uh, social media at DeepHome66. We'll be telling you where we're doing open mics across Atlanta. I got a paid gig later this month or next month, I guess, May. It's, we're recording this in April. So next month, I'm going to pay a gig to talk in front of people as well and tell hopefully funny jokes. Um, but that's it for this week. Again, this, this episode, this is the flagship Monday. Wednesday, something's going to be myself and Susan sitting down to talk about the Mandalorian, talk about Jedi Survivor, and probably talk about the impending child that's going to be changing our lives very, very shortly. That was your show. There is no outro. See you guys Wednesday with the Wednesday something.